Welcome to this episode of Diabetes Uncensored. This is a brand new segment with myself and Sarah Miller. Sarah is a mindset coach and she's also been living with type 1 diabetes for over 10 years. And we've started these chats where we chat about all of the stuff that nobody likes to talk about, but everybody goes through, diabetes related. So I hope you enjoy this episode today. And if you do enjoy it, please take a second to rate and review this podcast. Let us know what you enjoy most about these episodes, what you're enjoying most about this new segment of Diabetes Uncensored, or what you enjoy most about this podcast. Your support means the world, and I appreciate you so much. When you take the time to rate and review the podcast, it's one way that ensures other people will be able to find this show and also benefit from listening to this content. Thank you so much. If you currently want to lose weight, then you probably already know that a calorie deficit is the only way that fat loss is possible. And you probably also know that because your body is individual, so are the amount of calories it requires per day. But you might not know just how many calories you should actually be eating in order to achieve your weight loss goal. And if you're interested in discovering how many calories and macros, so macros are the amount of protein, carbs, and fat that your body needs individually, I've put together a tool that will help you. So this tool is completely free. I'm so excited to share it with you. Just go to tajakato.com forward slash calories to calculate your calories and macros for fat loss. Also linking to this in the show notes. Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. Hello. How are you? Good. Well, good. Good. What is going on here? Oh, your eye. You've got those. I like don't want. Eye. There we go. I'm like I don't want to look like a crazy person. <laughs> Possessed. Um, I don't know why. When I couldn't hear, I could not hear. Um, when I first joined, I was like, "How do I do this? How do I join a live?" Like, oh, and then I, I, know, like, I can't hear what you're saying. Um, well, I've got you now, so hopefully we're all good. But yeah, every week with like a live, and even when I do lives myself, actually just the other day, I started a live and I had the camera around the wrong way. And I was like, why can't I see myself? <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I'm, like sure you, I'm sure you're introducing me right now, but I literally have no idea why I can't hear you. Then I'm like <laughs> jumping out and then jumping back and I'm like, oh. Oh man, do you know what? One of these weeks we'll just get it so smoothly. Yeah. I feel like practice makes perfect. But um, yeah. it's like when you're going live, like I still get nervous. Yeah, you're I think so many things. You're thinking about like technology, you're thinking about what you're saying. And then, especially yeah. when you're doing it with someone else, you're like, oh my God, where are they? I've got to look out for them. I know. <laughs> and then I was like, just now thinking, I'm like, oh my God, 
like putting myself in your shoes. I'm like, if I don't figure out how to get on her live and request to join, she's going to be like trying to figure out like what to talk about. Myself. Exactly. I'm like, yes, Taj is coming on. Where is my she? friend Taja. <laughs> oh, oh my good. God. Well, with it. Okay. Yeah. So, hello, everyone. <laughs> hello. Hi, Emily. Hi, Jessica. So, I was just explaining that um, we have a name for these segments, yes. which is yes. so exciting. And did you um, share it with everyone? I did, yeah. But okay, do you want to cool. share it again for the people who've just joined? Yeah. So, we're going to call these segments Diabetes Uncensored and censored with an S, which was Sarah's idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> or, yeah. Uncensored. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a play on words because, like, we want these chats to be like super real, super raw. Like, we're talk talking about real shit that goes on with diabetes, um, which you and I have connected on. Like, when we started, like, you know, getting to know each other a little bit more, and we're like, oh, well, like, have you ever experienced this? Yeah. Like, you know, in terms of dating and sex, and like, even just what people from an outside perspective think of diabetes and. Um, we realized that we've actually had similar experiences. And so there's probably so many other diabetics out there who've had similar experiences as well. So we're like, you know what? Let's start talking about it. No one else is. We'll go, we'll jump on these Instagram lives and start having uncensored chats. And we'd love to have you guys involved as well. Like tell us your experiences and if you resonate with anything we say and, um, any sort of limiting beliefs that you've experienced yourself or that maybe people from an outside perspective have put on diabetes. Um, and so one I had this week, Taja, um, which I was telling you about. So our lady um, who I was chatting to about my six-week group coaching program, she um, is a diabetic as well, of course. And she was saying that she feels really misunderstood because a lot of people from an outside perspective think, because she's had diabetes for years, she should just be used to it by now. And I actually had, like, I had to think about it myself because it sort of made me question me and my own experience. And I was like, well, I've had diabetes for over 10 years. Should I be used to it? Because I don't feel like I'm used to it, you know, like every day, every week, depending what's going on in my life is different. Yeah. And it can really affect my diabetes. So I wouldn't say that I'm used to it. And then I mentioned it to you and you said that you had had a similar experience and you've had diabetes even longer. So yeah. Tell me about your thoughts on this. Yeah. So, well, I, that, it just, it resonates with me so hardcore because I, I've had diabetes for just over 22 years and I don't remember what it was like not having diabetes. But when you said that, I was like, I, to like even not on a daily basis but pretty much on a weekly basis I'll go through days where like today for example I had a high blood sugar because I didn't measure out my watermelon that I ate properly and it just was going up and up and then I like was feeling so sick and I knew that I already gave myself enough insulin but I just gave myself more because I was like I can't stand this like I don't know why I do that and then it's like I'll just think in my head, like, Tasha, you know, so much better. You've had diabetes for so long, but you just do these little things. And I think, and that's just one example. Cause you know, there'll be little things if I forget to give myself insulin for a meal or 
little things like that that will come up but to the outside world it's like how could you forget to give yourself insulin doesn't that keep you alive and then you're like you know and it's so i feel like what's helped is having the awareness to know like okay i went low today because i totally overdid it just because i felt so sick and then you know being able to forgive yourself and just move forward but i think it starts again with just having that awareness but i do things like that all the time so I, I don't feel like I'm used to diabetes and I feel like I go through days and periods where I'm like, enough, like I just can't stand it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like stop judging yourself. Like it is okay. We, you know, all have these days or weeks where we, you know, things are going on in our life. Like, and we all have like, you know, jobs, relationships, a social life, like all of these things that make life so hectic and busy um not to mention even when like life throws you huge curveballs you know where something really stressful happens like you know it could be a death it could be an illness in the family it could be absolutely anything it doesn't even have to be that huge it could just be like you're having a really busy week at work you've got to prepare for like a big meeting or something like all of those things are going to play a huge impact like on like us as humans and then also like on our diabetes you know like um actually did you say that your was it your boyfriend that said to you like something about Taja how did you forget to take your insulin like yeah he'll he'll make (laughs) jokes about it he'll be like oh it's okay you just got diagnosed with diabetes (laughs) so and like we laugh about it but it's like in the back of my mind I'm like yeah, like I do things all the time where, you know, to the outside world, if they didn't know, they'd be like, is she like just being super careless? <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, is this new for her? Yeah. Um, and like, I did it the same. I did the same thing. Like last week I was running like high sugars for about three days and I was like, what is going on? Like, this is, I don't know. It, it felt unusual, like compared to what I was eating and like how I was moving my body and stuff. So it didn't quite add up. And then I was sort of like doing the math in my head and I was like, I forgot to take my long acting insulin like two days ago. So now there's been this snowball effect of high sugars for the next couple of days. And I, and I had that same moment of like self judgment or like inner critic come up where I was like, Sarah, you've had diabetes for over 10 years. Like, how do you just forget to take your long acting insulin when it's something you do every single day? Yeah. And like, I still have a reminder pop up on my phone every morning to take my long acting because I don't trust myself to just remember it. It's so Um, smart. Yeah. Which I don't know, I guess in the, like on the same note, that could be considered a bit of a positive because it means we're not so like, um, sort of hyper-consumed and hyper-focused on our diabetes. Do you know what I mean? It's not like controlling every element of our life because, you know, we're still living our life. Like when we go out for um, like lunch with a friend or something, like when we're socialising and we're not like focusing so much on our insulin, like yes, it's important and yes, it needs to be done if we're eating. But also like sometimes when we fixate on it so much, that can then really build some anxiety and some fear. Um in fact, like I've had a few conversations recently and I think we may have talked about it as well. Um, we um, sometimes like when you've got a continuous glucose monitor on and you start to see your sugars like rising and then you have that little freak out moment and you've got to like give yourself some correction units and quickly bring it, bring it down. 
Um, and because you've got that continuous glucose monitor on, there's always something. It's like always showing you your numbers. Yeah. And I don't know, for me, in my experience, that did create a little bit of anxiety. Um, and I thought, oh, if I wasn't wearing this, then I wouldn't be thinking about my sugars and where they're at constantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if that, like, resonates with you or... That totally does. And I feel like, for me, I was... Like, I, I get stressed out knowing my sugars all the time. Sometimes... Like today, for example, when I had double arrows up and I'm like, I just gave myself insulin, but this is like giving me anxiety. And I also felt really sick. Um, but then not having a CGM, it was worse for me because I would be like that crazy person testing my blood sugar sometimes every like 15 minutes. Like if you had could see me in a room, I'd be like weird behavior where I was just constant. <laughs> And I would go through so many testing strips and I was paying out of pocket for them. And then finally, when I, I got a CGM, I was like, oh my God, this is like a weight off my chest because I don't have to be so focused, but like not knowing. It was like that not knowing that drove me nuts. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh my God. I'm just imagining you like not getting yeah. anything done in your day because you're just sitting there like pricking your finger all yeah, day. Like, or if I would go low, I'd be like, okay, but which way am I going? And then it's like, every 10 minutes I'm like okay let's see like let's see now so yeah totally I, I, and yeah. I agree like a continuous glucose monitor is so convenient and does make life so much easier I think it's just about like detaching from both outcomes you know like I actually I had a thought this week and it was it is okay to go a little bit high and it's okay to go a little bit low and rather than sort of like judging that or stressing over it and which will then create anxiety and like more fear um which will then just turn into this snowball effect effect it's more like okay cool i'm going high i'm going low just accepting it acknowledging it i guess even learning like or you know yeah thinking about what maybe triggered that to go a little bit high or low and just sort of like trying to remove that judgment um but, oh, what's Jennifer saying? Same before CGM, I checked like 10 times a day. Now in Dexcom, probably 10 times in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's a different, it's a different mindset shift, I feel like, because it's so, yeah. like, you can just pick up your phone and, and look at your blood sugar. But then I feel like there's that other end where it's like you'll be too focused on, like, picking up your phone to look. But then on the other mm. side, it's like you could be too focused on pricking yourself. So which one's better? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. And it's like, I guess without the CGM, there's the fear of the unknown as well. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I'm, I think I've told you about this last time. Like, I'm just, I'm sort of using myself as a bit of an experiment at the moment. Cause I'm just a bit of a crazy person like that. But I'm like, Oh, okay. I just want to, cause I'm not wearing a CGM at the moment. So yeah. I'm like, I want to be able to like recognize the symptoms of going a little bit high and going a little bit low. Um, and I don't know. It's almost like a little bit of a game at the moment. Like I'll start yeah. to feel like the early symptoms of like going high or going low and then I'll check my blood sugar and I'm like, oh, yes, I was right. And I was like able to sort of um, catch it before it did get out of control. Yeah. But at the same time, like that's, you know, that's not, you're not always able to do that because we have a life, we have shit to do, we have jobs, you know, we have partners, relationships. So yeah, the convenience of like a CGM and everything is amazing and like all for that technology. Um, yeah. It's weird, but like on that note, because with me, like I'll 
like I'm pretty good at feeling when my blood sugar is going up or down. But like, for example, right now I'm 115, but with an arrow up, which I think would be. Oh yeah, we need to work out this I conversion. Know, I, need, like, Sorry. A converter. I could probably just find one, but. Um, Can anyone let us know in the comments? What's yeah, up? Do you guys know what the conversion is? <laughs> MG. <laughs> um, I think it might be, well, I think 80 is like a, a five point something. Oh, one awesome. Maybe perfect. Or something. I don't know. But I have an arrow going up and I can, right now I feel like I'm maybe a, like a 10 or 15 millimoles per liter. Oh, so okay. Like a 240. I think All that's right. So, and, but if I were to just test my blood sugar, cause I have like this weird feeling, if I were to just use a, mm. a finger stick, I'd be like, no, you're in range. You're good. Why do you feel so weird? Why are you feeling anxiety? So it's, yeah. It's and then if I don't know which way I'm going, that's where the CGM like helps me. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Those little arrows. Amazing. Yeah. And so do you think like, um, is there like a bit of a delay on it? And that's why you feel yeah. like you're probably at this there's level, a, but it's telling you you're still within range. Five right minute up. delay. Wow. Five minutes. Yeah. So that's yeah. how quickly like our blood sugar oh. can go up. I know. Whoa. I did not. Actually, I've never even, I think, asked that question um, about how quickly our blood sugar can rise. But I mean, I know in terms of like, you know, bolusing for a meal or something, like I usually do mine about, 10 minutes before that seems to work for me. Yeah. Um, uh, Steph says, I both love and hate the arrows. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I totally agree. Such and a blessing and a curse. Um, but yeah, I guess more on this like idea that, you know, people think we should be used to it because we've had it for so many years. Like um, I just, I guess to like unpack it a little bit more, like when I thought about it, I was like, but that's just, it's so unfair because we are never staying the same. Do you know what I mean? Like we're always evolving as people. Mm -hmm. Our life is changing every day. No two days are the same. Um, and like everything that's going on in our life can have such a huge impact on our self-worth and our motivation and our confidence, which is then going to affect how we feel about ourselves and our body and in turn our diabetes. So we're always going to be like shift our perspective on diabetes and our bodies is always going to be shifting a little bit. Right. And I think like, that's okay. And it's just so unfair for people from an outside perspective, people, because of, often we find this judgment or these limiting beliefs can be coming from people who don't have diabetes, who aren't living with it every day, don't know what it feels like. And so it's really unfair for anyone to assume that because you've had something for so long that you'd be used to it. It's almost like parenting. This just came to me. It's like, yeah, you, you may have had a child for 12 years, but are you used to being a parent? No, because the child is ever evolving, ever changing. And so you have to then like, you know, ad adapt with it and make shifts along the way with it. Yeah. Um, so that, that makes so much sense, especially say if, it, if it's like a first child, right? You literally, and I mean, every child's different too. You like are learning yeah. as you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and yes. I feel, do you feel like your body has changed? Well, obviously, like, as you get older, things, like, change. So it changes how you manage your diabetes? Absolutely. Like, and especially as a female, you know, we have hormones. And, like, even 
during the month, like, you know, our bodies change so much. Um, And also, like, I guess our abilities, you know, to the exercise we do and also the foods that that we put in our bodies, like, that's always ever-changing. Like, um, and I think especially you and I who are very, like, health conscious and, like, you know, pay attention to what we're eating and, like, how we're moving our bodies, like, I mean, at the moment, like, um, I am a little bit low on the iron side. So I've had to, like, you know, change my diet a little bit, which is then, of course, like, changing how I view my body and everything and then changing how I view my diabetes. So, yeah, it's always forever changing. Um, Yeah, I totally agree. I find the comments, guys. Yeah, and Jennifer says, does your symptoms change from time to time, mind you? And I, yeah, mind you too. And on that note, like, my symptoms have changed as I get older too. Like, for example, low blood sugar. It wasn't until my 20s that, like, now when I go low, I have to go pee so bad. That never used to happen when I was younger. <laughs> Interesting. So, so going like, low, low. Yeah. Like, I'll have to go pee right away. It's so weird. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. And, like, I know. I mean, I, I have no idea, like, on a scientific level, what is going on there. Or even if it's like, um, it could even be now like a habit that you've associated Maybe. with going low. You're like, oh, Maybe. going low, gotta pee. Where's the yeah. bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. For me, I get so hungry. So if I'm going low, I'm like, or if I start to feel like I'm hungry, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going low. I need a snack. And like, so I literally carry a banana like everywhere with me at the moment, but then they go really gross and brown. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I get hungry too, but it's interesting because I get super, I know people say they have get moody when they have high blood sugar, but if I start getting like soup, like really aggro to the point where like, you'll walk past me on the street and I'll be like, oh, you're so annoying. And then, but now <laughs> I, I can't like, imagine you being like, this, I know but but I now, I've been like really um, observing myself because now that I know how moody I get when I have low blood sugar, like when I was younger, I didn't know, but now you're like, I'm just a moody tendencies. <laughs> and, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? I'm like, your blood sugar is yeah. dropping it. And sometimes it won't show me yet, but I can like feel it. And I'm like, Oh, like this is so annoying. Why is this so annoying? And then I'm like, okay, yeah. take a step back. Like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you're probably going low or on the way. <laughs> Actually, there's a few really good memes getting around where it's like, I'm sorry for what I said when my blood sugars were high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For me, it would be low. <laughs> yeah, literally, like you just go in. Your brain just like changes. And like, do you ever find? Um, actually, said this to my mom the other day. Like, when I have like a, a stable blood sugar and I'm within range, I'm like whoa, I'm just so clear-headed. Like, I am just, I feel so smart. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like this is what people feel like all the time who don't have the yeah. high, high and low blood sugars. And, like, you have so much energy. And then as soon yeah. as the fluctuation starts happening, even a little bit, that's what really gets me. I'll be like, oh, I want to work out. And then suddenly I'll be, like, dropping or going up or even, like, yeah. if I correct something then I'm stable, but I'm like, I still feel weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, it's just, it's a never ending journey. Um, Emily said, yeah. were you going to read Emily's? Yes. Um, <laughs> I was told I would get so used to diabetes. It would be like brushing my teeth. If only they knew it's so beyond routine and familiarity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amen. Who told you that, Emily? 
because see that's the problem it's like i feel like when you're first educated with diabetes and then often it's like this was another one that came up as i was like talking to people about my program this week people are like okay well you're sort of sent on your way after being diagnosed like like you're educated when you're first diagnosed and then you're sent on your way and then besides like catching up with your endocrinologist every three months for probably like 10 minutes in my experience you really are sort of left to your own devices to figure it out and actually like that's one of the reasons we wanted to have like these chats because we want you guys to know that you're not alone um and that there is support like for in between appointments um jennifer says no one likes me when i'm high <laughs> Oh yeah, that should be on a T-shirt. That or something. should be to get yeah. some merch made. That's a good name. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good um, and like just a little bit more on that note. So I spoke to a lot of um, diabetics this week who have actually been diagnosed when they were adults. Yeah, and they they said it was like really, and obviously I wasn't di I was diagnosed as an adult. Um, so I don't know what it's like to be a child with diabetes, and I'm sure you can touch on this, Taj, but um, like as an adult, there's sort of like, you don't have your parent with you every day to sort of like tell you how to like, you know, inject or remind you to check your sugars or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And you're like trying to work a full-time job and like, you know, get to know yourself as an adult and like have relationships and all these things. And you're like, but I'm still figuring out what this diabetes thing is as well. And then how that fits into my life um so yeah that was just that seemed to be like the general consensus among a lot of like adult diagnosed diabetics i spoke to this week they were like i just felt like i was educated and then sent on my way and then i just have to figure it out on my own yeah um, i've heard that too and i mean i can i can totally see how that learning curve but i never had to go through that because i got it when I was so young. So I had that like support, but I think at any stage it goes through different phases, right? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's always going to be some sort of learning curve, no matter how long we've yeah. had diabetes. Exactly. And like, even like you were saying before, as we get older and you know, our bodies start to change and our symptoms start to change. It's like, okay, well, where is the re-education process around that? Mm -hmm. You know, like, why aren't we having these sort of like, big educational catch-ups with you know either our doctor or even our clinic or anything like that um or even someone who um is a diabetic and experienced in this area why aren't they running these sort of like seminars so we can just check in you know it's like okay well now i'm sort of at this age this is what's going on with my hormones and my body um how might this affect my diabetes it's sort of just like this one size fits all you know you're on insulin or you know for the rest of your life and we'll just tweak your dosage, your dosages accordingly. But I mean, even the same goes for like diet and stuff. Like there's so, yeah. so much. Um, And the, sh the shitty thing too, is I think that the, it's hard, like the um, endocrinologists are helping so many people and it's hard to have that, that one-on-one -on -one and have, a lot of the time in my experience for them to get to know your needs aside from someone else's that they've just seen like an hour before it's because they're it's like oh yeah i feel like and that's why the community is so amazing too because so many people have are sharing things that they've been through or things that have helped them that we can all learn from um yeah but yeah i think that we all go through no matter how long we've had diabetes or 
what how much knowledge we are able to share we're all going through different stages and different seasons of different mm. sort of struggles i think like it's never going to be 100 wow. <laughs> sailing totally i love that the word seasons and it's like and you know what it's all okay it is okay if we're you know struggling a little bit sometimes if we're going high like we're confused or feeling alone it's all okay and just um we have to remember that we're not alone and that we you know there's no need to judge ourselves it's all okay because also then when we put the judgment in that will then create anxiety and lower our self-worth which is going to have a snowball effect in all these areas of our life um Carly says, my shirt or pants used to come off if my sugars went low. <laughs> oh, my God. Why, Carly? Did you get hot? <laughs> or is it just one of those random habits, like, you know, Taz I... running to the toilet or me grabbing a banana? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, the worst is when you have the, like, cold, hot sweats when you're, like, hot and cold at the same time and you're, like... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like sweating but cold yes yes oh my god so true my face gets really sweaty and it's like yeah I'm just I, I've had moments where I'm like can people see it like can people see that I'm sweating or like yeah or you know, I'll just feel really my sweaty. back and I'm like oh my god I'm like dripping in sweat <laughs> yeah. no felt trapped oh my god that's so interesting so Carly felt trapped which is why she took oh wow <laughs> that's so interesting let's unpack that some more Carly um, we will definitely circle back to that one. Um, Emily says it was her family that was telling her that it would be like brushing her teeth oh. and that she'd get so used to it. You know, on that note too, is I do feel like certain things that I do, cause we do them so often, it's like they've become second nature. So giving myself mm -hmm. insulin or calculating some carbs that I eat all the time, you know, certain things I'll just do. But I also find that I do it so often that sometimes like I'll go to give myself a correction, but I'll be so focused on something else that I'm doing at the same time that I'm putting in my dose that I'll look later and I'll be like, why did you just give yourself a full unit? Like, it's like I'm on autopilot, just like doing like so many things. And then I yeah, it's like I'm literally on autopilot and I'm like, I don't know why I just did that like half an hour ago, but I did it, you know? So it's weird. Yeah, exactly. And then you're like, shit, now we've got to like ride this wave yeah. or quickly like preemptively treat a hypo. It's, oh my gosh, this could be a little bit inappropriate, but I guess it's like we're talking about diabetes uncensored. It's like if you like took a drug or something and you're like, oops, okay, probably should have taken that. And then yeah. you're like just waiting for the, yeah. the high to the high come down. Just ride it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> um, I'm having a, a super limiting belief, I just have to say right now, because yeah. I, um, I can't get rid of the filter. I can't get rid of this filter that's on my face. And I feel like I look really weird. And I, I keep trying to go in and take it out. But I, I cannot figure it out. Oh, my God. Thank so. you for being so open about that. Because this is the place. It's what I've been thinking about this whole entire time. Like, I feel like I look like I'm from a different planet with this, like, white background. <laughs> No, I think you look beautiful. You oh, always you. do. I'm, well, is there a little bit of like sparkles in the background? I don't know, I it's but it's nice. distracting me. Like when I'm looking at you, I'm like, I see these sparkles down here and I can't get rid of it. So, yeah. 
<laughs> Honestly, I think it's working for you. Okay. So, yeah, no, you look beautiful. I did not even notice. And, like, you know, at the same time, like, a limiting belief of my own, I can, because I'm looking at you when I'm talking to you, but yeah. I can see, like, the shine on my face. And I'm like, damn, I need to get a new powder. Oh, my God. It's, <laughs> it's so funny how these things go on in our minds. Literally. I know. And it just goes to show sort of, like, I don't know how clever we are because we're like having these thoughts but still having a conversation at the same I know. time. But... Yeah. And then that yeah. reminds you of it it reminds me of just diabetes in itself because you can get yes. so consumed. It's like, cool, like is my blusher going up or down? And then that thought will be in the back of my mind while I'm talking to you. And it yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And it's like yeah, like I think you've used the um, – you talked about when you would like have lunches with friends and you would mm -hmm. be like listening to their conversation but you're trying to like prick your finger at the same time and like get a, a blood – and then calculate the carbs and everything. Yeah. Um, so – and I think actually we talked about that last week and it's like it sometimes it stops us from being present in the moment, you know, like diabetes because we're constantly thinking about like our blood sugars and what we have to eat and like – did that thing that I just ate, how is that going to mess me up? Um, so, yeah, sometimes it can, like, stop us from being present. Yeah. And I guess, like, in that moment we just have to, like, really honour ourselves and, like, whoever we're with. Like, thank you so much for saying so just then, you know, what was going on in your head because it's like, cool, now I know where you're at, you know. Yeah. It's like I'm sure <laughs> people who, like, love us, if we're out having a meal with them will totally understand that we have to, like, pay attention to that and then come yeah. back to the conversation. But it's like, yeah, that's what this limiting beliefs thing's all about, right? Like so much easier said than done. Yes, totally. And I think, I mean, it's weird because having diabetes, like, I don't know. Do you think that we'll ever get, be at a place where we'll feel used to diabetes? Like, do you ever think you'll be at that place fully? <sighs> No. <laughs> Don't want to answer no. Um, someone, are you across um, Azure Wolf? Yes, I love her. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I and like, listen to your podcast with her. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, so you guys, just... if you haven't listened to Sarah's podcast, go check it out. <laughs> Thank you, Taja. And this is why I pay her. <laughs> like my podcast. <laughs> um, but yes, please, guys, go check it out. Azure Wolf is. Um, She's an energy healer, a renowned yoga teacher, instructor, like yoga expert. She's just incredible. And she's had diabetes for over 40 years. And so I, she just came to my mind then because I was like, okay, Asher's had diabetes for over 40 years. Yeah. And even she says, no, nah. like still, you still have your days, you still have your moments. Like it's just all part of the journey. And so, but no short answer. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever be used to it. But then do you think that anyone, those living without diabetes, will ever be fully used to living in their body because you're constantly changing and growing and aging? I am so glad you said that because exactly that. No, they won't, you know, and it's like because we're all on this journey of life and we're all ever evolving. And if we stay the same, like that's just boring, you know, who wants to stay the same? Yeah. It's not what this crazy roller coaster ride of life is all about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, we're meant to grow and change. Exactly. So. And what about you? Do you think you'll ever be used to it? I don't think so. 
I don't, I think that it's going to be, I'm always going to be learning something. So, yeah. and I mean, I, I think I'm okay with that. Like, yeah. yeah. Love that. So guys, anyone listening <laughs> in a nutshell, it's okay that you'll never be used to have living with diabetes. And as Taja just said, people who, even people without diabetes, they're never going to be used to just living in their bodies either because everyone's having their own experience and life is ever changing. So yeah. yeah. And just sweat it. I think just accepting, you know, where we are and that we may never be fully used to it. Right. Because then you can yeah. just take that pressure off or like that. Um, what's the right word? Not blame, but that judgment, judge, yes, or like, judgment of, yeah. of being like, oh, why am I not this or why am I not that right? You can just kind of be okay with like where you are. Yeah. And like, what, um, do you have any advice for like, say for example, like, um, a friend or a family member, or even when your boyfriend says to you, Oh, you'll just die. Were you just diagnosed? Like in a joking way, what do you like, do you have any advice for how people can then like, um, respond to those comments or, <laughs> have those conversations? I think um, just for other people, like I think other people need to understand that they may never fully understand and that's okay too. And I think as a person living with diabetes, it's like not trying to make someone understand something that they will never have to go through themselves. So it's not really fair to expect that of someone. And then at the same time, just, you know, like, if you can make light of it, then great. Or yeah. just not take things so personally either, because when people do say things, yeah. it's not a reflection of you. It's just because they don't understand. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And like something I've really had to um, learn over the years is that, especially when people, you know, come at me with stereotypes or limiting beliefs around diabetes, or just ask, in my opinion, some silly questions, um, Right, like they, like we have to understand that if they haven't experienced diabetes themselves, then of course they're not going to know what it's like. Of course they're not going to understand what it feels like. They just don't have that knowledge um, because diabetes isn't a part of their life and that's okay. Um, and so every time someone does ask us, you know, a question about it, even if it feels a little bit triggering and a little bit annoying and a little bit just silly, there's an opportunity for us to raise awareness and set the record straight and actually, I guess, teach them a little bit more about what it is like to live with diabetes. And um, yeah, I love, I love all of that advice. Like, you know, us, we have control over what we take personally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that is our responsibility, like how we feel about it and how we respond and um, making light of it. I like that as well. Um, and it, it doesn't even have to be a big thing. It could just be like, Hey, sure, I can I can see why you might think that, but from my perspective and in my experience, like I'm ever evolving, ever changing, you know, life is full of different stresses and challenges and so that can play a huge role in my diabetes. So I don't think I, well, at least not at this point, I don't think I will ever be used to it and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I hope that makes and sense. It's, diabetes is, to me, it's almost like if I were to picture a five-year-old child like all of a sudden in charge of this like thousand person company where they have to be the CEO and the and they're wearing all these different hats and it's so easy to then accidentally forget something because not only are you 
like juggling so many different things, but you're also new to a lot of things. So you're remembering things and then you're learning things and just giving yourself a little bit of grace once in a while too, when things don't go as planned, right? Yes, exactly. Just like accepting it, acknowledging yeah. it, learning from it and moving on. Yeah. Um, I love that. That is an excellent analogy. <laughs> like <laughs> five-year-old being the CEO of a company, like, of course, it's not going to be running smoothly. Yeah. 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 And, That's so um, good. I, I also think when people say certain things to me, like, now that I'm older and I feel like I'm more accepting of diabetes, I can kind of uh, like come at a place of observing things a little bit more than um, getting like really um, re like resenting right away. And I'll yeah. be like, okay, like, why is this actually bothering me as much as it is? And a lot of the time it's because I did do like I overcorrected and I shouldn't have done that. And I knew that I shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyways. And then I'm mad because I should have known better, you know? So. Yeah, totally. And that's an excellent question to ask, like, well, why? And then you have some awareness around that now as well. And then hopefully like, you know, next time th there's a lesson to be, to be learned in that situation, but also you're probably going to mess it up again and that's okay as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and diabetes is not supposed to be perfect too, which is, I think that's yeah. where I got really um, just caught up with and then feeling bad about myself because I was trying to perfect this disease that is so far from perfect. So mm -hmm. I think just knowing that nobody is going to be perfect, like it doesn't matter what your A1C is, that doesn't mean that your numbers are going to be good every single day. So yeah. Exactly. Actually, that just reminded me because um, I've got this book. It's called The Secret Language of the Body. I might have oh, mentioned it in one of the last week. <laughs> yes, I forgot to bring it. Okay, as soon as I get off this live, I'm going to set myself a reminder and I'm going to bring it to our chat next week because okay. I'd love to share with you guys like the emotional, spiritual um, sort of ties to having um, a disease like diabetes. And it has a lot to um, do with control. So, which, yeah, seems to be a bit of a common thing around diabetics. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely bring that book next week. I'll set my, myself a reminder right now. So, um, but, yeah, I feel like we could just keep talking for hours. And, guys, we're going um, to gonna upload this audio to both of our podcasts. So mm -hmm. if you missed it, you can always check it out there and, like, catch it on the fly. Yeah, um, we're but, yeah, we are doing this every week. Yeah, and then same I time. To say too, Sarah, because you did mention um, your program earlier, and I know it's coming up soon. So, um, yeah. like, what what's going on with it? Just so people know, oh, right? Like, <laughs> we I might as well fill the bit. <laughs> if they don't, if you guys don't know, Sarah does have a program that's starting soon. So, <laughs> oh my God, I love you seriously. Like, I, I, guys, I didn't even ask her to plug. I didn't even ask her to plug it. <laughs> I know, but I don't. I don't want people to be like, "Oh, she has a program." Like, what's her program all about? <laughs> yeah, actually, and do you know what? Like, I'm so bad at selling myself and my things, you know. But this is a perfect opportunity to do that. So, <laughs> in a nutshell, I am. <laughs> I've created a six week group coaching program. So, for those who don't know, I um I am a mindset coach, and I work a lot with diabetics and people with autoimmune conditions. Um just really helping them to get through like um, sort of get to the root cause and some of those underlying subconscious limiting beliefs that can come up as a result of having an autoimmune condition, how we feel about ourselves, 
helping people to increase their self-worth, their confidence, their motivation, um, which is then going to have a huge impact on your physical health as well. Um, but for me, it's all about starting at the mindset level. Um, so I have created a six-week group coaching program, which kicks off next week. So I'm actually, I'm launching it to the public um, probably later next month, but this is a trial run, so like a case study. So before I release it to the public, um, I'm giving a really small group of diabetics and people with autoimmune conditions um, a trial run version. So you get the whole six-week group coaching program. But um, the whole point of that is for you guys to give me some honest feedback before I release it to the public. But, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, slip into my DMs and um, we'll have a chat because... Yeah. Such a good um, for anyone who's, like, wanting to look into that. It's would be amazing. Oh my god, I yeah. love you so much. Steal a Thank video. You so much. <laughs> <laughs> when I forget to plug myself, she's right there. <laughs> um, um, Taja, we can find you over at um, Taja, and I always say your last name wrong. It's it's Kato. Uh, Kato. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's totally fine if like you don't get it right. But it's funny because it's a made up last name. So like, oh really? Yeah. So an easy way to remember is like. My mom's name is Courtney, and my dad is Adrian, Taja, and then my sister is Oshana. So it's like the first initial. So not that anyone would remember oh that. <laughs> it's like it's a made up house name. Yeah. Is that like made up for Instagram or is it made no, up? No, my parents made it up when um, when I was little, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's so like fun. a name that like suits you all. It's sort of like equal for all of you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think oh they changed God. it. I think I was probably like three or something when they like officially changed it. So, wow, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> I love that. Um, awesome. Well, you can find Taja over on her Instagram. Um, it's T A J A C A T O. And also, Taja has an amazing podcast for diabetics called More Than Just a Type Podcast. You also have an Instagram for that as well. But make sure you go check out her podcast, check out her Instagram account. She is amazing. And um, Taja, tell us a little bit about um, the coaching that you do for, um, I guess, pe helping people with their macronutrients and exercising and losing weight for diabetes. Yeah, this is so your I, time to I do macronutrition coaching and I specialize in helping people with type 1 diabetes lose weight. So if you're interested in learning about macros or how many calories your body needs to lose weight, you can um, just head over to my Instagram and go to the link in my bio. Amazing. And guys, we're going to be doing this every week. It's called Diabetes Uncensored. Um, and yeah, hopefully, yeah. like, also, you guys can let us know anytime, like, what you want us to talk about. I'm um, sure we have love to yes. have your feedback. Yeah, I'm sure we have many stories we can share. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So anything you guys need advice on, but... Thanks so much, T. Yeah. It's been so lovely to chat to you as always. And thanks everyone for being here. Yeah, thanks and everyone. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this episode was fun for you to listen to. I hope that it was inspiring, empowering, and just everything that you needed to hear today. And if it was, please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast because that way you won't miss out on our weekly episodes of this new segment, Diabetes Uncensored. 
I will talk to you very soon. Bye for now.